Welcome to the James River Church Podcast. You're about to hear another inspirational message. It's our prayer that this message is an encouragement and blessing to your life. Wow, it is so exciting to be here. It is such a, a phenomenal honor to be here um, on your 25th anniversary. Um, this is a very special place. Um, in over the course of the last three or four years, I've been able to travel uh, a decent amount around the world, and I can tell you this is very unique. What God is doing here is very, very unique, and um, and you know the Bible says you have to give honor where honor is due. A lot of it has to do with the heart of the leadership of this church. How many want to praise God for that? And I need to take, you know, I need to take two minutes because um, 20 years ago, when we went to start that church, we came here and we showed a few pictures of a building we were trying to get into. We had... um, went $2,000 in the bank and 20 people and this church sowed a seed they took an offering and we had been praying we we started Chicago Tabernacle um, with a prayer meeting because we knew deep down in our hearts and you need to know this you need to know this anything is possible when God's people pray how many would say amen And so we reached out to God, and um, you guys didn't know this, but we were praying for a building. We were meeting in the basement of a building that I didn't know was condemned. Long story, but that's Chicago style, you know. And um, we needed to get out. You guys sowed a seed. That seed made the difference. We moved into a building, and the Lord has blessed us. And you know what? This coming Sunday, um, the Lord has, through prayer, through us calling upon the Lord, I said to the Lord, Lord, it's in my heart. I have a, I grew up in the ghetto. I grew up in the hood, hood. And so I have a burning desire to see the blessing of God, the favor of God, the power of God visit the inner cities of America. The inner cities of America are some of the greatest mission fields in all of the world. You know, over the last couple years, Chicago's been on fire, but greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. How many believe that? Come on, put your hands together if you believe that. And so that seed that you sowed 20 years ago, it's still, it's still multiplying. God is still growing it. Um, I started to pray, and it's a long story, but we connected with some leaders in Philadelphia, they gave us, we said to the Lord, Lord, if you want us to go into a city, we'll start, start it with the prayer meeting, but Lord, you got to give us the building because of how challenging it is. So they gave us two buildings and, um, we sold one and we're renovating a church. The church was built when Lincoln was president and, uh, and they hadn't renovated it since. And so we're kind of 80% there. 
But this Sunday, we are going to be, you know, we always rip off whatever you guys are doing. I'm going to be preaching from Philly to Chicago. I'll be able to preach from Chicago to Philly. And Philadelphia Tabernacle is opening. Could we praise God? Hallelujah. My oldest daughter and my son-in-law uh, are the campus pastors. And please pray when you think of Chicago, when you think of Philadelphia, please pray for us. But I see that as a direct result of the seed that you sown. So, John, I see this. I, I, I love you so much. I respect you so deeply. And I am profoundly grateful to you. Thank you for all of the things that you do for the kingdom. Amen. Okay, so what do you say to a church that's had so many amazing things happen in 25 years, and especially in the last, I don't know, two or three years? Talk about a bum assignment. Like, come on, bro. Like, you know. And... um. I, I, I want to say just a couple simple things to you. What do you say? Here's what it is. Number one, God wants to do more. God wants to do more, and God wants to take us all deeper in Him. He wants to do more, and He wants to take us deeper. And in order for God to do more, what has to happen is he has to work in us. Everybody say, work in me, Lord. We, we can pray God work in James River, but tonight as we, this is the start of the year, as we get ourselves ready, we're not saying work in James River. We're saying work in me. And as God works in me, I make an impact on James River. And so we want to pray, Lord, work in me. And when God works in us, actually, it's two works. It's not just one. It's two works. Two things that God does. When God works in us, it's actually two works. And I want to read a quick passage of Scripture to you and know that no matter what God does, God can always outdo what he's done, but it takes two works. Everyone say two works. So let's look very quickly here. Mark chapter 2, beginning with verse 18. The Bible says here, On one occasion, the followers of John the Baptist and the Pharisees were fasting. Some people came to Jesus and asked him, Why is it that the disciples of John the Baptist and the disciples of the Pharisees fast, but yours do not? Jesus answered, do you expect the guests at a wedding party to go without food? Of course not. As long as the bridegroom is with him, they will not do that. But the day will come when the, bride will, the bridegroom will be taken away, and then they will fast. Then, here it is. We'll say this quickly, and then we're going to seek the Lord together. Then Jesus says this. This is kind of mystical in a way. Like, what, how did he get here? But this is, this is so powerful and so vitally important. Here's what he says to them. He says, no one uses a piece of new cloth to patch up an old coat because 
a new patch will shrink and tear off some of the old cloth, making an even bigger hole. Now let me stop here. So Jesus is new on the scene, and think about all of the incredible things that God did before Jesus showed up. Because we know we have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And just because Jesus had not come in bodily form, how many know Jesus has always been here and Jesus was always there? But think about all of the miracles and all of the incredible things he did in the Old Testament, parting the Red Sea, great uh, uh, deliverances, and on and on and on, the great things that God did. Now, here these people are reading the Bible. They think they've seen it all. And Jesus is basically saying, you haven't seen anything yet. You haven't seen anything yet, but here's the key. He says, no one uses a piece of cloth, a new piece of cloth, to patch up an old coat because a new patch will shrink and tear off some of the old cloth, making an even bigger hole. Here's what Jesus is saying. Number one, whenever God is going to do a new work, just know the new work that God wants to do, it'll pull at you. It'll tear. You, you'll sense a tearing inside of your spirit. It'll pull at the old. No matter how great it's been, how many know when God does something new, it actually pulls at the old. And sometimes God is pulling at the old. And we're like, what's going on? I thought I've been growing. Yes, but I want to grow you even more. And I'm going to pull at you. Anybody ready for Jesus to pull at your heart today? Anybody ready for Jesus to pull at your life? So you got to get ready for this internal work. And then here's what he says. No one does, nor does anyone pour new wine skin, a uh, new wine into used wine skins because the wine will burst the skins. And both the wine and the skins will be ruined. Instead, everyone read this with me. New wine must be poured into fresh wine skins. New wine must be poured into fresh wineskins. And in this, in this few sentences, God tells us the two works that have to continually happen in our lives so that he can take us deeper and so that he can do more. The first work, brothers and sisters, is the work that makes us flexible again. He compares us to a wineskin, and he says you got to be like a new wineskin because the new wineskin has the ability to expand, and when the wine is poured in, the new wineskin has the ability to flex and to expand, and if the, if the, the wineskin is old, it loses its ability to flex and expand, and so when the process of the wine, the fermentation process takes place, what happens is it just bursts. And so, and so in, in, in the same way, brothers and sisters, when God wants to work in our hearts, we have to be flexible. Everybody say flexible. Flexible means that you're willing to be reshaped by God all over again. Sometimes God says, I want to shrink you a little. Sometimes God says, I want to expand you a little. But how many know, anytime God says, I want to change you, change is always on the other side of flexibility. You see, flexibility equals sensitivity. Inflexibility equals insensitivity. 
You see, your miracle, my miracle, often is on the other side of flexibility. Because before God pours in the new wine, guess what? We need to be a flexible wine. Can anybody ready to, to flex? There's a, there's a sensitivity that we need in the presence of God because spiritual rigidity, listen to this, I'm just going to walk through this fast. Spiritual rigidity always precedes mental and emotional rigidity. If you're spiritually rigid, you'll be mental, mentally and emotionally. When someone is inflexible spiritually, they become inflexible mentally. When someone is inflexible mentally, they become inflexible emotionally. So it takes a lot of humility because otherwise God wants to change us and we're not ready to be changed. We're, 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 we're kind of stuck. And flexibility takes a lot of, you know, I was, I was talking to someone the other day and say, look, let me give you a piece of advice. Whenever you approach God, whatever you do, don't approach him with your resume. Don't approach him, but God, I've done this, I've done this, and I've done this. How many know when it comes to God, God says, I've done everything for you that you've done. Anybody here feel that way? So we have to, what we have to do is say, God, thank you for what you've done. And God, whatever else you want to do, I'm ready, Lord. Change me. Flexibility is the key to transformation in marriage. Flexibility is the key to transformation in, in, uh, in your mind. Flexibility is the key to transformation in all sorts of areas. And here's why. Very quickly, the reason is, is because when you're flexible, you're open to the true power of the Word of God. There's two phases to truth. The Bible says you will know the... That's phase one. And the truth will set you free. That's phase two. So the two phases of truth are as follows. When, when the word of God comes to you, first there's a word of reality. Everyone say reality. So there's a word of reality. For example, Jesus is speaking to the woman at the well. And he's talking to her. And he offers her rivers of living water. And she's like, oh, that's... That's wonderful. I'd love some of that water. She said, he says, you'd love some of that water. He says, well, go get your husband. She says, I have no husband. And then the word of reality comes. And the word of reality says, yes, that's true. You've had five husbands. And the one you're with is not your husband. You're like, yo, Jesus, why are you going like that? <laughs> Let me tell you something. It's because reality comes before release. Reality comes before release. And transformation of the people of God. Look, you could be a pastor. You know, I could be a pastor. I could get stubborn and rigid. And say, you know, I've done this all of these years. How many know it doesn't matter how many years we've done it. We've got to be like babies. And we've got to say, Jesus, speak your word. Speak your truth. How many know somebody here, a word of truth, a word of reality, will bring then the word of release? Now, a word of release is different. The word of release is once you've accepted what God has said to you because you're flexible. Everyone say flexible. 
Once you've really accepted that because you're flexible, you can, you can be told what to do, then, this, then comes the word of release. God speaks to Gideon. He says, Gideon, uh, uh, get up. Get up, You're, you are a mighty warrior. Get up out of that hole. And when you're flexible, you say, Lord, that's we just sang it. That's what you think of me? How many know what God thinks of you is what God wants to do in you? And if he says, get up, mighty warrior, you will be a mighty warrior. Somebody, you got to get up out of the depression. You got to get up out of the pit. You got to say, Lord, I, I, I let you do it in me, oh God. But it takes a... It takes a flexibility, it takes a, a sensitivity where you're like, Lord, have your way. You know, flexibility has been the hallmark of all change in the kingdom of God. And so today, how many would say we are so, what do you, by the way, what do you do at a 25 year anniversary prayer meeting? You praise the Lord. Could we do that right now? Could we just thank him? Could you lift your voice with me for a moment? Come on, we have to. We have to. Could we praise him? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Blessed be your name, oh God. Blessed be your name. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Come on, raise your voice. We praise you, Jesus. You're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy, Lord. You've done it. You've done it all. We give you all the credit, oh God. Every drop, every ounce of praise belongs to you. You and you alone, Lord Jesus. Every miracle, oh God. Every sermon, oh God. Every counseling session, God, we praise you. Thank you. Now don't, don't be seated for a second. Now stretch just your hand to the left and to the right. As we think about 2023 and beyond, I want you to pray. Lord, keep us flexible. Keep us tender, Lord. Keep our hearts, come on, just begin to keep every heart soft. Think about what God could do in marriages if someone's heart would just get soft. Think about how much he could speak and how, how much could be changed if someone would just say, Lord, I'm going to let you have your way. You want to shrink me, shrink me. You want to expand me, expand me. You want me to love someone I haven't loved before? God, I will love them even though I hated them in the past. I will love who I used to hate. Lord, I will change. Make us tender and flexible. Tender hearts make the best ministers. And tender hearts are the best receivers of God. Tender hearts. And so, Lord, we worship you. And we praise you, God. And I pray, Father, for anyone who feels stuck tonight... Lord, we declare that 2023 will be a year of release for your people. We pray for release in the name of Jesus. 
God, we pray for release in the name of Jesus. Come on, pray right now. Lord, release in the name of Jesus. At the different campuses, release. People in bondage for years, we pray for release. Release in the name of Jesus, oh God. But bring the reality that brings the release in Jesus' name. And God, I pray that you would show us, Lord, when we've lost our ability to hear that you want to change us. God, show us, Lord, and make us flexible in Jesus' name. All right, go ahead and sit down for just a moment. You know, um, Christian and I have been married 30 years now. We just... And over the years, whether it was our marriage or the ministry or all of the great things that we've ever seen God do, I'm telling you right now, it was always on the other side of just breaking and yielding and surrendering. And the way to start this year is to say, Lord, we believe you have so much. So we just want to get ready by being flexible. So that's the first work. There's a work that makes you flexible. But secondly, if they could send me a keyboard player, then there's a work that makes us full again. You see, when you're flexible, then what, does, what happens? What happens is, is that God wants to make you full. How many know God wants to make us full? And we have to be made full again. And here's why. It's because grace leaks. Come on, to tell the truth. Let's have a word of reality. Grace leaks. And so we need, to, we need to be filled over and over again. And we have to remember, brothers and sisters, everything that has been fresh needs to be refreshed. So you set your resume aside. You set what you've done aside. And you say, God... You know, yes, you've blessed my life, you've used me. But God, I really believe that you want to do something so much deeper in me and so much greater through me, oh God. But the only way for that to happen is for you to fill me again. So God makes us flexible, but once we become flexible, then he fills us. And here's, uh, I want to race to this point. So here's the thing. Why does God fill? He fills for fulfillment. He fills for the fulfillment of his purpose. God doesn't fill us for our enjoyment. God fills us so that we could fulfill his purpose. He fills us so that we could fulfill the call of God. Anybody here want to fulfill the call of God on your life? When you come to God, as we come to God at the beginning of this year, we, we need to come with our purpose. When you come to God, bring your purpose to him. And if you bring your purpose, say, Lord, this is why you've called me. This is why I'm here. Lord, I'm here to do your will. Anyone who will be flexible and say, God, remember your purpose for my life, that person God will fill. 
Not God, I want this or I want that and I want this. How many of you get that off and say, Lord, I'm willing. Now, now, as we go to close, I'm going to say two more quick things. Here's what, here's what that means. It means flexibility and, and purpose says, Lord, whatever you want, however you want. And it varies. You know, we got a guy in our church who is the head coach of the G League of an NBA team. I'm not going to get into all the names and all that, but he's the head coach of that team. He played pro ball in Europe. And, but he's a Christian. Like, you know, like you could be a car salesman. You could be a, a, you could work in computers. You could have a company in construction. And yet, even though you're, you're in construction or, or, or a coach, how many know God has a purpose for your life? How many believe that here today? And when you, when you live that way, you're like, God, Lord, work in me. Work in me. Fill me. So, real quickly, it was the first, first day of their spring training. And he's, he's praying that morning and he's seeking God and he's saying, God, you know, I'm in the NBA and I, I have, Lord, I need you to, I want to be used by you, Lord. I want to be used by you, God. Fill me, use me. And he prayed. And he walks into the office, and when he walks into the office, if I said these names, you would know who they are. Um, walks into the office, and the head coach is there, and all of the assistants are waiting outside of the office. And the, he walks up and says, hey, what's going on? He said, oh, the head coach is getting ready. This is the, he's speaking to the whole organization. He's speaking... Uh, um, to everybody from top to bottom and he's getting himself together and so don't disturb him and he he stops he says Lord wh what am I he knocks on the door and he goes in and the coach says hey if I said the name you know he goes hey how you doing he said I'm doing great how are you he said I'm getting ready he said you know what you want to get ready he said if you want to get ready let me pray for you and the coach was like, really? He said, yes. He said, thank you. And he prays over him. And he prays over his family. And he prays over the organization. And he prayed for so much more than basketball. And he prayed. And the coach is crying. And he, when, when the coach got up, he said, this is the best thing that could have happened to me today. This is the way I needed to start this season. And you know why? God has a greater purpose. I'm telling you right now, God wants to do supernatural things, not just in here, but out there in you. But he's got to work in you. He's got to work in you. And you got to say, Lord, fill me. Fill me. My impulse, my inclination is to come to the front and to say, James River family, wherever you are, wherever you are, let's start the year by saying, God, I'm flexible and I'm ready to be filled. Okay, no, 
no resume, no, no, what he did yesterday. Praise God for what he did yesterday. But Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah.